Let every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Lord, I
church, say amen. From the book of Acts, chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. We'll begin reading at verse 13. Acts chapter 19. <clears throat> we'll begin our reading with verse 13. And as we find it, let me just thank God for Eldon Jason Brown. Amen. We thank God for you, brother. We, we are so glad that God has seen fit to bring you back to Georgia where you belong. <laughs> and we thank God for the gifting that he's given you. I believe between Elder Brown and Reverend Prentice Bush, I believe that they can make a pew worship. <laughs> Amen. Just thank God for that gifting. <clears throat> Acts chapter 19, beginning with verse 13, these are the words you find. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them call over them that had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of Siva, a Jew, chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul I know, but who are you? Amen. Amen. Just for a few minutes, I want to talk from this subject. Does the devil even know you? <clears throat> Does the devil even know you? Spend all of our time buking, binding. Spend all of our time at war against the devil. We on the battlefield. But my question is, why are you doing all of that? Does the devil even know who you are? Does he even know you? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know, but who are you? It's a strange statement. It's a strange question made by a demon. A question from the devil himself, but it becomes even more strange when you read this in the context that it's in and and understand who it is that the devil is talking to. You read this thing and get a clear understanding. He's talking to the seven sons of a priest. A priest named Siva. He's talking to, to his sons. 
And that means that they are the sons of the priest. That means that they also are in the priestly line. Are y'all hearing me? That, that means that, that, that they also are priests. That means also since they are in the priestly line, that they are also to be God's representatives. Yet, <clears throat> when these supposed representatives of the Most High God make a command of a demon in the name of Jesus, the demon says, I don't even know who you are. Are y'all hearing this? Got a question for you. Got a question for you. Wherever you are this morning, how effective are you as a soldier in the army of the Lord if the devil doesn't even know you in the fight? Are y'all hearing this? I believe, I believe that this is the case with a whole lot of folk who honestly think that they are on the battlefield for the Lord, who honestly think that they are fighting for the Lord. They are binding and rebuking everything in the name of Jesus. They use the name of Jesus like a magician uses abracadabra. They're busy doing church work, never miss a meeting. They dress like soldiers. Always got on the right uniform, the right color, the right length. But the real truth is, the devil has absolutely no idea who you are. Because nothing they are doing, because nothing they are doing is a threat to what the devil is trying to do. Are y'all hearing me? Let me show it to you. Let me, let me show it to you. <clears throat> The text teaches that God wrought special miracles by the hand of the Apostle Paul. He's back there now in, around Corinth, around the area. He's still working for the Lord, pointing souls to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that God wrought special miracles at the hand of Paul. As a matter of fact, it says Paul had so much of God's anointing that handkerchiefs and aprons that touched his body were being used to heal sick folk and drive away evil spirits. Now, unless I lose somebody right here, please know that he wasn't selling those handkerchiefs. He wasn't selling those. Are y'all hearing me? Let, please, please don't let me lose any anybody here. They, they were not for sale. They just came in contact with him. And, and if you study this thing, you'll find out that it ain't the handkerchief, it's the anointing. Y'all ain't hearing me. But even Paul did everything he did in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> and because of the way God was using Paul, the way that God was using him, Great crowds followed him everywhere he go. He went. Yeah, great crowds were always amazed at what God was doing in Paul. Verse ten says that many people heard the word. Many people heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greek. Listen, look at what the anointing will do. People are hearing 
people are responding because they are hearing the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul went about doing the work, the will of God, Paul is being watched. He's being observed by these seven sons. These seven sons of a priest, these seven yeah, these seven fellows who are in line to be priests. Verse 13 refers to them, if you read it, it refers to them as vagabonds. Vagabond Jews. And that word vagabond, vagabond it suggests that they're really not serious. Vagabond. It, it suggests that, they, that they, are, they are just sort of in it for the show. That word vagabond sort of gives the impression that they are just moving around from place to place with some kind of little religious sideshow. Got a little tent they're dragging all over. Are y'all hearing me? But when they saw Paul, when they saw what he was doing and they saw the crowds that were following him, they, 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 they were watching all these people falling in love with all that Paul was doing. They were seeing people's lives being changed. And in their minds, they say, you know what? Maybe we need to use some of that material. Maybe we, we need to use some of his stuff. Use some of his material. Maybe we need to put some of his material in our show. And of all they saw Paul do, and of all they heard Paul say, <clears throat> the only thing they picked up on was the fact that everything Paul did, he did it in the name of Jesus. So they decided that if it worked for him, then it ought to work for us. Verse 13 says that they took, a, they took it upon themselves. They, you look at verse 13. That's it right out of the book. They took it upon themselves. And my brothers and sisters, that's always a dangerous move to take this work on yourself. It's always a dangerous move to take something upon yourself, not led by the Spirit. Just take it upon yourself to try to do something. They took it upon themselves to approach a man who had an evil spirit. They decided that they were going to go to this man with his evil spirit and they were going to do what they saw Paul do. They were going to go and they were going to do an exorcism in the name of this Jesus. But listen, listen to the way they did it. They go up on a demon-possessed man and they have the audacity to say to him, we adjure you by the name of Jesus. Now, now if they had stopped right there, <laughs> if they had stopped right there, maybe. But, but they didn't stop right there. We adjure you in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches. Y'all hearing this? Now here's the problem. Here's the problem. They, they got the name, but they didn't have a relationship. 
Are y'all hearing me? They, they got the name right, but they did not have a relationship. And you, you, you need to know today that the devil is not worried about you knowing the name of Jesus. Y'all hearing me? He ain't worrying about you knowing the name of Jesus. You're only a problem to the devil if you've got a relationship with Jesus. And let me just go ahead and warn you. Let me go ahead and warn you. You be careful about throwing that name around if you don't have a relationship. Be careful about throwing that name around if you don't have a relationship because when you throw that name around, you get the devil's attention. You're rebuking and, and binding him. and yeah, Y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, you, go, you go around here rebuking stuff in his name and binding stuff in his name, what he's going to do, he's going to go check your record. He's going to check your record to see if you got the authority. Are y'all hearing me? You, you got to have the authority to throw that name around. He, he's going to check your record to see if you got the authority to pull this thing off. He ain't checking to see if you knew his name. He's checking for two things, basically two things. He's checking, first of all, to see if you have believed on the name. Of Jesus, and then he's checking to see if you live your life like you believe on Jesus. And, and then the devil, he'll know how to respond to you as a result of what your relationship is. He, he knows how, he, how to deal with you based on how close or what your relationship is with Jesus. So, because these sons didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Listen to how the demon responded to them. They done put the name Jesus out there. <laughs> and the demon said, now, Jesus, we know him. Matter of fact, Paul, we, we know him. But who? <laughs> you here binding me, rebuking me, trying to order me around. Who are you? And because they are throwing the name of Jesus around without a relationship with Jesus, the Bible says that the demons left the man and attacked them. And watch this. Left them wounded and naked. Seven preachers running down the street naked. And are y'all hearing me? Let me say it another way. They left that exposed. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. They left that exposed because they used the name of Jesus but really didn't have a relationship. Are y'all hearing me? They were exposed. We're seeing that all around us. I know we don't want to talk about it, but we're seeing that all around us. You see, when you have a name and, and not a relationship, you will buy into the big lie. 
Y'all ain't hearing me. You know his name and don't have a relationship. You'll buy into a lie and go around trying to spread it like it's the truth. You know his name and don't have a relationship when you have a name and not a relationship. You're more concerned with kissing up to power than speaking truth to power. All over this nation, all over this nation, we're seeing evangelicals wounded and exposed because they have a name, but they're lacking in relationships. almost through it really doesn't surprise me that hell knows the name of Jesus that doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me that hell knows who Jesus is yeah yeah you see all hell watched God's plan of salvation unfold they knew the name of Jesus Jesus even before his birth in the flesh had war with Satan and hell they knew who Jesus was at the name of Jesus, demons tremble. At the name, yeah, at the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. In his name, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. But the thing that jumps out to me is not the fact that they knew Jesus. Not only did Jesus have a reputation in hell, but the thing that's so impressive to me is that Paul, y'all ain't hearing me. thing that was impressive to me is that Paul also has established a name for himself among the demons. It's right there in the book. Even the demons knew who Paul was. Hell knew him. Look at it, look at it. Paul had been so effective and efficient in his work of the kingdom that he even had a reputation in hell. He represented God so well in, on earth that even hell was talking about him. He was such a threat to the kingdom of darkness that even demons knew who he was. Who he was. And, and that, that's where I want to get to. They knew. Hell knew. Paul, because he had been that effective in working for the Lord. And I'm almost through. Here's where I want to get to. Does the devil know you? Does he, does he know your name? In your daily walk with the Lord, have you done anything at all that hell would take note of? We've gotten so caught up in, in, in accusing the devil of being so busy and attacking on every hand. And the devil is busy. The devil did that. The devil did this. The truth of the matter is he doesn't even know who you are. Why? Because you've never done anything that's a threat to his kingdom. But before I sit down, I need to tell you how to get his attention. I need to tell you how here it is, here it is, here it is. Here's how you get the devil's attention. You're not going to get his attention singing in quiet. You're not going to get his attention because you've been an usher for 40 years, because you've been on the deacon board all year. You're not, not, that's not going to get, yeah, here's how you get his attention. If I can help somebody. Y'all ain't hearing me. 
if I can help somebody as I pass along. If, if, if I can cheer somebody in a word or song. If I can show somebody that is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a Christian ought, if I can bring back beauty to a world that's wrought, if I can teach the message that the master taught, then my living will not be in vain. If I can just tell somebody, don't have to be deep, but if I can just tell somebody that Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they're weak, but he is strong. If I can just tell somebody that I was lost and I was on my way to hell, no God on my side, no heaven in my view. If I can tell somebody that he picked me up and he turned me around, if I can just tell somebody that he planted my feet on solid ground if I can tell somebody that while I was still a sinner he picked me up and turned me around if I can tell somebody that he died in my place they nailed him to an old uh, rugged cross. Uh, he died, he died uh, on an old uh, rugged cross. They laid him uh, in a bowery tomb. Uh, but if you can tell somebody uh, that it was early, early, early Sunday morning, uh, he got up, uh, he got up uh, with all power. All power, all power is in his hand. Yes, yes, about to sit down now. But I need to leave you with this. Only what you do for Christ will last. You ain't hearing me. I say only what you do for Christ will last. You may build uh, great cathedrals, uh, grand and tall. Yeah. You may build uh, skyscrapers, uh, grand and tall. Uh, you may conquer all the failures uh, of your past, but only what you do for Christ uh, will last. Remember, only what you do for Christ will last only what 
what you do for Christ will last on. Only what you do for him will be counted in the end. Only what you do for Christ will last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. after he had that conversation with Nicodemus. He spoke of the heart of men. He said men love darkness because their deeds were evil. But we come today to shine the light on the darkness in your life. That demons may come after you, but there is somebody who the Bible declares he is the very light of the world. And he can change your life today. And so we offer Christ to you, that wherever you may be, that when you give yourself to him, everything else you've ever done won't matter. And only what you do for him will last. Bible declares that if you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. That if you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So those who are in the sanctuary, if you would rest on your feet, and those who are out there, if you need to know who Jesus Christ is, 
This is your invitation. But only, only what, only what you do for Christ, it will last. Oh, only, only what you do. somebody come on if if you want to know Jesus today wherever you are come on come on today thanking you not only for your presence but we thank you for your eminence the Bible declares that you are not just a God who is everywhere but you are a God who is always there you are ever-present help in the time of trouble. And that even when demons want to mess with those who are of the world, you still have the power to overcome the very darkness of this world. And we heard on today, Lord, that you are a God who still rules and super rules over all that is things in this world and things beyond this world Lord we pray now for those who tend to use your name in unsavory ways we pray for the darkness in their hearts to be removed and the light of Jesus Christ to be placed in their hearts on today so that they will leave this present darkness and come into the very light of God, which is in Jesus Christ. For Lord, we learn today, it is in the scripture alone that by the very spirit alone, through grace alone, by faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone, that we ought to be saved. And all this is done for the glory of God alone. And so, Lord, and Lord, we glorify you in the power of your word. We glorify you in the power of song. We glorify you in the very power of salvation. Lord, save right now. For I heard a joyful song that Jesus saves.
Jesus saved. That we can spread it all over the world. Jesus saved. That he saves from the utmost. He saves. And we ask you, Lord, right now to save somebody. Heal somebody. We can declare victory right now in Jesus' name. Over every power, every disease, every... We thank God. And we bless his name. In the very name of Jesus, we pray. And ask every blessing, amen. For Christ, it will last. Oh, remember only, only what you do, you do for crying, will Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord in this house. We thank God for his presence here. Any, anybody feel him in the house? He's, he's in the house. Huh? I thank God for his presence. Uh, figured this thing out. Ain't nothing gonna happen until he show up. When he shows up, we we yield. <sighs> any any y'all ever shouted at home? Anybody? 
I believe you can shout in your bedroom. You can shout around the table right now. Why don't we just bless him for a while? Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Set the house in order for y'all. We, 
We know you all on the way back. want you to know what's waiting on you when you get home, when you get to the house. I'm trying to turn this loose. Rem, Rem Bush, if your folk were here, we just go on and start up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> What a mighty God we serve. Thank God for his presence. We thank God for his blessed assurance that he's still with us, that he's still in this place. It's amazing that no matter what the world throws at you, all of the chaos that's going on all around us, Somehow God has fixed us so that if we can just get to the house on Sunday morning. <laughs> it's amazing. You, you listen to all this craziness all week long and go through all kinds of hell and high water all week long. But if I can just get to God's house, <laughs> if I can just get to the house, lift my hands in praise as a way of lifting our burdens and setting us. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you, all of you, so much for all that you do all the time. Reverend Bush to our audiovisual team. Thank all of you so much for all you do to our praise team. You've just been so faithful, and we still need you to keep being faithful. We are, we are not quite ready to fully open, but on next week we'll begin to try to get back in place. Now let me ask congregation and members, let me just ask that you will be patient with us. Please be patient. We, we are trying to keep everybody safe. And there are some things that we must do in order to make that happen. So let me just ask you in advance to be nice. Be nice, be patient. We've never had to do this before. And so we're trying to do everything that we can do to make sure that everybody comes back, everybody comes back safely. So we just ask for your cooperation, ask you to continue to pray and continue to love like we always have. And God is going to bring us all back together in his own time. Next week is uh, Youth and Children's Day. Next Sunday is Youth and Children's Day. Amen. That's right. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Bless the Lord. As a matter of fact, the whole weekend will belong to our youth and children. Uh, we will honor next weekend our class of 2021. Uh, and the theme, we are overcomers and bled, we, we are overcomers and that's, their, that's our church theme. That's their theme. And Lord knows if we have gone through this season, they have, they are, we are all over, overcomers. We have 15 graduates this year. Y'all bless the Lord. We have 15 graduates this year. They will be celebrated the whole weekend on Saturday and on Sunday. Uh, graduation drive-in. There will be a drive-in celebration on Saturday. All of our graduates will be here from 12 to 2. So whatever gifts, whatever giftings you have, uh, we want to share with them whatever blessings you have. Please, between 12 and 2 next week at Heritage Hall, 
please stop by and just wish them well. Stop by. They'll all be here on the other side, lined up on the other side. So let's all come through and encourage them between 12 and 2 on next week. Uh, our virtual Youth and Children's Day uh, uh, service will be uh, June 6th. That'll be next Sunday, right? Next Sunday? Next Sunday. And uh, we're asking that everybody who uh, will, will tune in. Make sure your children are tuned in. This is their day. And uh, though we, uh, we have a special program by our young people on next week. I'm going to ask that you would be in prayer uh, with uh, uh, Mother Marie Davis, uh, who is uh, uh, in the passing of uh, her brother. Her brother is uh, Leon Washington. We want to be in prayer for uh, Mother Marie Davis uh, in, in the passing of her brother. Uh, also, uh, uh, Sister Portia McClendon, who is also a member here, uh, lost her son. Her son went home to be with the Lord, and we want to just be in prayer with Sister Portia uh, call into the church office and find out about those services and when those services will be. I also got word this morning, and there's sad news that on one hand, but then happy on the other hand, that he's, he's finished his course. A uh, pastor of mine 50 years ago, Reverend G. David Horton, uh, you all have had him, we've had him here. Uh, he has been my pastor for years and years and years and he was our home pastor uh, 50 years ago uh, and those of you might remember his son used to be the organist here used to play here uh, Eldrick Horton uh, but Reverend Horton went home to be with the Lord early this morning and we just want to pray uh, keep the Horton family lifted also let me ask for prayers for uh, others upon the uh, in the membership got called uh, uh, to include Sister Barbara Lord. Barbara Lord is the daughter of Janet and Joe Odin. Uh, she's ill and in the hospital. They're out, I understand, in California with her. So her name is Barbara Lord. Uh, she's the daughter of Janet and Joe Odin. Odin. Uh, let's be in prayer for Deacon Willie Davis, who's also hospitalized. Not only uh, Deacon Davis, Y'all pray for Bunny, Bunny, Bunny Davis. Let's just keep her lifted. Uh, uh, you know how a couple, a couple like that, when one is sick, they're both sick. And so we have to just pray her strength uh, as she goes through this period. Also, uh, Sister Deborah Ferguson, I understand, was hospitalized earlier this morning. So let's just be in prayer for those in our congregation going through those periods of sickness. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again.
may the grace of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us, now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.